Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Sea Jam down by the seaside. Beckham Sea Jam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron McWicked on the inside. McWicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside and Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Mar looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end. All bets off. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity. And Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire fire your guns. Here he comes. Foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You are tuned in to the official podcast of the sport of harness racing post time with Mike and Mike with co-hosts Mike Carter and it's bus 936 and bus 936 on the wings of an angel and Mike Bozich outside heaven rocks but the clock's running out Bella Buster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry going and going Unbelievable weekend of harness racing coming up. If we thought last weekend with the Hamiltonian as great as it was with the affiliate Atlanta taking care of business and all the great races on that Hamiltonian program and lather on putting on a show in Ohio, this has got to be one of the best weekends of harness racing that I can remember coming up this weekend, starting with the Dan Patch at Hoosier Park starting at 8.30. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino as Lazarus makes his North American debut. Then coming up on Saturday is the Carl Milstein Memorial. And what a great race this is going to be when you've got the likes of Lather Up coming off that effort, Jimmy Freight, Springsteen, Dorsodero Hanover, Think Big, Dream Big, an amazing race coming up on Saturday of Northfield Park. And then, of course, on Sunday, you've got the dream matchup of Trotters, Ariana G versus Hanalore Hanover coming up at Tioga Downs. What a weekend. We're joined now by Mike Carter, hashtag some, well, last, last week it was hashtag some farm somewhere. This week it's hashtag some fair somewhere. Mike Carter, how are you? <laughs> Not doing too bad. Uh, we're sitting at the Ashtabula County Fair in Jefferson, Ohio, and uh, Roger Houston, Mike, knows this place very well. Uh, he actually used to call this fair uh, for quite some time. And you'll be calling the fair coming up post-time at 1130. How many races you got out there? Uh, just nine, thank goodness. So it's a uh, it's a short day at the office for me, but uh, it's always nice to return back to the home roots of uh, the fair racing, Mike. 
uh, one thing about it, uh, it's just different. It's special, and people really seem to enjoy it. And uh, as an announcer, you can kind of open up, and uh, you can do a little bit more, so to speak. Yeah, you can. I mean, Ferencer, it's it's a lot more of a, a loose feeling. I mean, you could kind of ham it up out there as opposed to a paramutual where you have to keep the, the gamblers in mind, have to keep it on the straight and narrow. But, Mike, let's talk a little bit about the weekend that we had last weekend uh, at the Hamiltonian. Atlanta, the Philly, has done it, becoming the 14th Philly of all time to win the Hamiltonian. And uh, just an unbelievable a celebration in the winner's circle, an unbelievable race. The jury was out, especially after the first heat, if the Philly can come back and compete at 100%. And, boy, she silenced the critics, didn't she? Yeah, she sure did. And you talk about uh, excitement from a crowd. We talked to Dave Weaver um, from TVG after the race, and we sort of compared it to, like, Zenyatta winning the Breeders' Cup Classic. It was one of the most impressive performances that I have seen in a long time from any harness horse uh, anywhere just about. And uh, to go two heats like she did, it'll be really interesting to see what happens when she comes back in her first race. You know she's gonna, probably going to get some time off. We'll find out uh, exactly what her schedule looks like from Ernie Hendry and the connections, uh, Rick Zeron and those guys. Uh, but, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, second trainers don't get a whole lot of attention. We've got one coming up on the show to kick things off here in just a few minutes. Second trainer of Atlanta, Ernie Hendry, will be joining us. And uh, I'll tell you what, one of the touching moments, I think, that a, that a lot of people missed uh, during the Hamiltonian celebration when Scott Zeron and Rick Zeron and their emotional embrace, uh, which was captured by our good friend Chris Tully uh, in uh, pictures, was down in the winner's circle and you had all the, you know, the, the Crawfords and all the people that uh, were associated with Atlanta down in the winner's circle. You uh, saw on, and I think you noticed it, Mike, you were the one that pointed it out, but walking towards the paddock, you know, about uh, the midpoint of the clubhouse turn, you saw just Ernie Hendry and horse. And you know that had to be very emotional for Ernie Hendry because, you know, it's it's just something. You've got the celebration here. You know, you've got the race. And after the dust settles, it's man and horse. And that was really – that picture right there was worth a thousand words. Yeah, for sure. It just – you know, that that's one thing about it, Mike, um, that we were able to see on Hamiltonian Day. You know, of course we saw the emotion. We saw Scott give his uh, Rick on a hug. But to see Ernie Hendry – with Atlanta was just absolutely amazing to see them walk down. He took him down what Mike probably about almost the 16th of a mile down yeah. the end of the grandstand, let the kids pet her, you know, let them, you know, kind of interact with her a little bit. And he just took time on his own. But the big thing I noticed was after Jessica got done interviewing him, when he took her around the first turn, you know, they had to have a meaningful conversation. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a, she's a superstar, no question about it. We're going to talk to Ernie a little bit about that, maybe get inside of his head, see exactly what that moment was like. Plus, uh, what else do we have here today? We've got a jam-packed show because we've got such a great weekend of okay. harness racing coming up in the sport. And uh, we've got the Dan Pat Stanks. Mike Carter will be live along with Jessica Otten and uh, Taylor Johnston at Hoosier Park coming up tomorrow night. Post time for our show is 8.30 and it is the North American debut of Lazarus. And, Mike, has there been, that you can remember, more anticipation of a horse making his North American debut than this six-year-old pacer? 
and I think we just lost Mike. Mike, Mike's gone. Mike, you there? All right. Well, Mike, don't forget Mike is working a fair and he's uh, on location, so he's probably going to be in and out. He's got a post time coming up, I believe, at 1130, hashtag some fair somewhere. But we've got a great show coming up. Ernie Hendry is going to be joining us. Emily Gaskin from Hoosier Park. She's going to be talking about the uh, the North American debut of Lazarus. Plus, we've got uh, Dave B. and Coney, our man from Northfield Park. What a race they've got coming up. The Carl Milstein Memorial Lather Up put on a little bit of a show on his own in Ohio uh, that was kind of overshadowed by the Hamiltonian a little bit, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Carl Milstein Memorial coming up at Northfield Park on Saturday. And then, of course, the big matchup on Sunday, Hanalore Hanover taking on Ariana G. Plus, we've got Mike Wilder on the program, driver uh, primarily drives after Meadows, and Mike Wilder uh, is making a special trip of his own. He is heading out to Ireland to drive in the Vincent Delaney Memorial. So we'll talk to Mike Wilder about that. Plus, Darren Gagne's running aces segment and so much more. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Hoosier Park celebrates 25 years of champion racing. Catch the premier racing event, the $300,000 Dan Patch Stakes, on Friday, August 10th, and Cammy's Cause Music Festival, August 11th and 12th. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, Jan Bank show for you today. And before we get to Ernie Hendry, just a reminder that we're giving away some more foiled again autographed programs from his 100th win right here at Harris, Philadelphia, signed by the one and only Yannick Shingra. All you have to do is go to our Facebook or Twitter pages. They're pinned right at the top. So share them on Facebook, like them on Twitter. And then we're going to be drawing some names during our Dan Patch broadcast and, uh, That'll make you eligible right away. So all you have to do is share either on Facebook or retweet on Twitter. That'll make you eligible. And we're going to pick out five names from the people that shared 
those particular posts. Right now, we're joined by second trainer of Atlanta. Let's bring him in right now, Ernie Hendry. Ernie, first of all, congratulations, and uh, it's good to see a familiar name. I go back a long time at Hazel Park and Windsor Raceway, and it's good to see a familiar name in the spotlight, buddy. How are you? Good, good. And uh, uh, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. She's a once-in-a-lifetime filly. Now, Ernie, I have to ask you first and foremost, uh, and this is, you know, obviously it's been a couple days now. It's kind of settled in a little bit. We kind of caught you just gotten with the raw emotion. But, you know, one of the big pictures that I'm going to take away from Hamiltonian Day, and we were broadcasting from the roof of the Meadowlands and, uh, you know, we saw the Zerons, the Crawfords, all the connections celebrating, you know, in the winner's circle. And then all the way, uh, I would say about the midpoint of the clubhouse third, we saw you walking Atlanta and it was just you and her. Can you tell us about that emotional, that had to be an emotional moment for you, just you and her far away from kind of the spotlight? Yeah, it, it was, you know, like, like, you know, when I left the winter circle, John Campbell said, you know, can you just walk her down past the people and then walk her back? And once you get by the, the, the tent there, I mean, you're good to go back to the paddock. And, you know, about halfway around the turn heading back to the paddock, I mean, it kind of hit me. He says, uh, you know, it, we just won the Hamiltonian, you know, and she kinda, I kind of looked at her and she kind of, you know, just gave me a little head rub there. And, I mean, still really hasn't set in like today we're having a big uh, celebration at the farm here we're having like a little pig roast and stuff to celebrate it and i mean it's quite a feat what she did so now ernie talk to us uh, a little bit about how atlanta came out of the race uh, obviously went two extremely big miles uh how is she uh up to today and uh how's she been uh, how's she been looking well, you know, when I brought her home that night, I thought, you know, she's going to be, you know, she's going to obviously miss a meal or something. But she dove right into her grain when I got her home and, you know, and she hasn't missed a meal. I checked her out in the paddock and she's like just ripping around the paddock. And I jogged her today for the first day and it's just like, it's like her old self. Well, you've seen her when you were here on Monday. Nothing seems to stress her out. Like she just she just thinks it's like, okay, I raced twice in one day. That's not a big deal. Visiting live with the second trainer of Hamiltonian champion Atlanta, Ernie Hendry. Ernie, let's uh, let's talk about the comparison of the two heats. Uh, you re- it had to be kind of the two extremes. When you saw the very fast half, the fractions that she was laying down in the first heat, what was kind of going through your head when uh, you saw her kind of putting on a speed clinic there, that first uh, three quarters of a mile. You, you know, it was the thought, it was time we've ever had to start her up to leave like that. And he wanted to get her in position. And he says she wasn't grabbing me. She was just going on her, like the way she normally does. And 53 popped up and I thought, okay, that's a little too much. And then on three quarters, if you watch the race, it's three quarters of 121. He still looks like he's got like a ton of horse. And then halfway through the lane, she got tired. She tired which is understandable and then in the second heat when he got that quarter in 29 seconds i said i think that's all she needs because she's determined she doesn't want a horse to to go by her that's like when she's tracking a horse uh she's going to track that last horse and she's going to get by it like she's very determined she's i mean a filly to do that i think is is unbelievable like everybody that i've seen 
Greg played me says them two heats were maybe the best two heats I've seen a Philly go ever. Now, Ernie, we talked a little bit on Monday uh, about what kind of trip you would have liked to see, and you said that you thought that you could race well off of a helmet. When did uh, when was the decision made, kind of to fire out? Was the post position kind of a uh, a play into that? No, I have no I have no say in that matter. That's all up to Scott, and you know. He obviously looked over and thought he needed to to leave a little bit with her, and like I say, he started her up, and she just she got gets over the ground so easy. It's I mean, it doesn't look like she was going 26 seconds, but that's uh, I just got to get her to the track, make sure she's healthy and happy, and the rest is up to Scott. Ernie, one more question before we let you go, and. Uh... Give us uh, kind of a little bit of a roadmap of what may be ahead for uh, Atlanta coming up. Uh, well, I go home Sunday back to Canada with her, and uh, she's going to race there. I think it's the 21st or 22nd, and then she, she races again. Like, there's four races for her. Uh, there's the Simcoe, the Casual Breeze, and then the Elegant Image Limbs in the final. That'll be it for Canada. I don't know if we're going to go to all, like, them four races. I don't know if we're going to skip one. That's totally up to Rick. He makes the calls on that. And then she'll come back home and go to Kentucky and then the Breeders' Crown. Fantastic. Well, listen, Ernie, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Best of luck to you in the future. Congratulations. I know that's going to be a moment uh, what occurred last Saturday that uh, you're never going to forget uh, as long as you live. Oh, no. That's that, that's the highlight. I mean, that's the Kentucky Derby for us. So, uh, I mean, it's I don't think there's any more bigger race to win than that, and uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. All right. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. That was Ernie Hendry, and uh, Mike, you could just tell the emotion in his voice. You know, and, and a lot of times, second trainers, like we said, they don't get a lot of the spotlight. They don't get a lot of attention, but certainly in a lot of cases, if not a majority of the cases, you know, it's the second trainer and the caretakers and the grooms that actually spend most of their time with the horse. Mike, you with us? And Mike Carter has once again decided to cut on out. Once again, Mike Carter's on location at hashtag some fair somewhere. So we'll, uh, we'll have to try to get in with Mike Carter uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Still a great show coming up for you. Lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Our man Dave Bianconi from Northfield Park is going to be joining us. And we're going to talk a little Carl Milstein. What a race that is going to be. Boy, I'll tell you what, batting down the hatches, that's going to be a thriller. Plus, Emily Gaskin will talk a little bit about uh, the Dan Pat Stinks coming up. That Hoosier Park will be live from Hoosier Park coming up tomorrow night at 8.30. And, of course, that is featuring the North American debut of the wonder from down under Lazarus, plus Mike Wilder, Darren Gagne's running aces segment, and so much more. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich here, along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? 
Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, Warhorse, and the Pacing for the Cure 2-Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com We are back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Emily Gaskin, Mike Wilder, Darren Gagne, and so much more left to come on this edition. But first, we are joined by our guy from Northfield Park, the director of racing, Dave Bianconi. Dave, you've got a a heck of a race coming up on Saturday, the Carl Milstein Memorial. This is this is going to be a thriller, my friend. How are you? Hey, great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited, uh, you know, for our biggest race of the year. Let's talk a little bit about Lather Up. I think that effort uh, last week at Sauda was obviously overshadowed a little bit by the Hamiltonian, but here's a horse once again that went 149-4. and four. I think a lot of people were questioning after the hemp, after the break, and then, of course, he disappears for a month that, uh, you know, perhaps there were some problems with him. But, boy, he silenced the critics uh, last Saturday, didn't he? I did, and, and I spoke to Montrell, who raced here the other night, Montrell Teague, and uh, he got, like, quite a welcome back to Ohio. They parked him two and three wide the whole way. And he still won. And what was a track record for three-year-olds down there, 149 and four. So it was a, a monster effort. Uh, you know, still some people, you know, questioning his ability on a smaller track and the turns and so forth. But, you know, he's the only horse in the field Saturday night that's raced here before. And he did win a sire stake here last year uh, at two. 
Now, Dave, talk to us a little bit about what goes into kind of selecting the horses uh, for this field. Obviously, the Milstein is an invitational event, and uh, obviously uh, there's a lot of prep work that has to go into the race secretary. You know, uh, Mike, that that is true. It's only the fifth year of the race, and we started it as a just regular Grand Circuit Stakes race, but it's true among a lot of races, especially away from the East Coast that are stakes, uh, you don't get as many entries as you would like, and it kind of limits, you know, how good your field's going to be. So I finally said, the heck with it. I'm just going to make this an invitational, and it's really up the level of horse I can get when I can – you know, pick and choose from any three-year-old racing and not have to worry about, oh, did they stake back in February or not? Or are they going to supplement for 50000 or whatever? I, I would prefer just to, to pick and choose them myself. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you put together a heck of a group here. I mean, let's uh, let's get a little bit beyond lather up. You've got Jimmy Freight starting from the pylons. Of course, uh, the connection's pretty famous for rolling the dice, supplementing the 60-plus thousand to go to the Meadowlands pace. And I thought the horse made a good account of himself, finished fourth, has since gone on to win two Ontario Science Stakes Gold, and, of course, draws that coveted pylon spot there. And you've got Louis Philippe Bois, who I believe this is his first Northfield appearance. Am I right? I believe it is, and uh, I I am sure that he will be rolling. You know, he has lather up to his outside, and I would be shocked if he would let him, uh, you know, cross over. I, I think Jimmy Freight will be, you know, guns blazing from that inside slot, I'd have to guess. Now, Dave, obviously uh, the, the Carl Milstein Memorial is the premier race on the evening, but what an undercard you guys have. The $50,000 Myron, Myron Charna President's Pace uh, has really started to light up uh, for four-year-old and upward Ohio-bred Pacers, and I know this is a race that uh, Lather Up is probably looking forward to maybe next year. <laughs> right, among others. Uh, but, yeah, in the uh, on the undercard, of course, the horse that's won it two years in a row uh, Dancing Yankee for Ron Burke is just a monster. And he's a 10-year-old now, but still the favorite in that uh, race, which is just before the Milstein. It's, that's the 10th race. The Milstein's the 11th, and they're all part of a guaranteed pick four that starts in the 8th. So, uh, like, yeah, it's going to be a great night of, to bet and, and to watch. Visiting with the director of racing at Northfield Park, Dave Bianconi. Dave, for people that don't know, you know, they see a lot of these memorial races, and here you've got the Carl Milstein Memorial. For people that, that may be across the country listening in other places that don't know who Carl Milstein is, can you tell us who Carl Milstein is? You know, he was a, a Cleveland real estate developer that bought into the track back in the 70s. Among others that owned it with him was George Steinbrenner was a partner in it as well. Uh, George went and got the Yankees. <laughs> Carl stuck with the track, but it, it turned out to be great for both of them because obviously – uh, even though Carl passed away in 99, his son Brock Milstein took it over and ended up, you know, did, hooking up with Hard Rock and opening the Hard Rock Roxino, which is there now, which has just been a, a smashing success. And of course, Brock just sold uh, his uh, shares of uh, the track and casino to uh, MGM Growth Properties is now our owner as of uh, just a month or so ago. Right, and, uh, but Carl pretty much saved the Carl pretty much saved the track in the dark days of uh, back in the '80s when it looked like it was going to go out of business. 
Yeah, no question about it. I mean, Ohio really had to wait a long, long time, you know, before they uh, were able to get the expanded game again. You know, Michigan's still waiting. Michigan actually should have had it before you guys. But, you know, as always, (laughs) you beat us in everything. You beat us in football. You beat us in everything else. So you might as well have this, too. (laughs) (laughs) It took a long time. We're the last two standing just about. So, yeah. Well, we're not going to start talking about Ohio State football right now because you got some problems. (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about you now. Coming up, of course, uh, you're always a part of the Little Brown Jug broadcast. Obviously, it's certainly not the same without Sam McKee. I mean, Sam was a dear friend to us all, and his presence will always be there uh, in that booth, in that broadcast location. But, uh, you know, Dave Brower, you guys did a heck of a job last year, and, of course, you'll be a part of it again this year. Am I right? Yes, it was fun working with Dave, and obviously, you know, he knew Sam very well, too, from the mental end, so it was, it was tough, but – you know, you got to, the show must go on, as they say, and Sam wouldn't want it any other way. So yeah, I'll be back there in a month. And some of these horses that are racing uh, Saturday night would probably be there too. Lather Up and uh, Dorset Over Hanover, I think are the only two uh, eligible, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I, a lot of the horses I invited are like regional sire stakes type horses that have just been burning it up. So it's it's kind of a different feel for the Milstein. It's not a normal grand circuit group. Unfortunately, some of the regional horses drew badly, but with the amount of speed early in this race, uh, I think everybody will have a shot. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you look at that race on paper, there's just so much speed. And, I mean, you never know. One of those horses can wake up and, and fire out there, and if they get the front end, they can get brave. And, and I'll tell you, there's some good horses in their own right with some trainers with some high win percentages. Dave, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Always good to catch up with you. And we certainly look forward to that broadcast coming up uh, in a month at the Little Brown Jug. And we're looking forward to the Carl Milstein Memorial come Saturday. It's a good one you put together, my friend. Hey, thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. All right, that was the director of racing, Dave Bianconi. Mike, uh, one of the good guys in the business, no question about it. And uh, I'll tell you, I always look forward to that broadcast, the Little Brown Jug. Of course, you know, he and Sam were awesome. And, uh, you know, now he and Dave Brower make a tremendous team as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dave was an integral as a... uh... Normally, Mike has a train go by him. I have a water truck, so uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I had to let the water truck go by. But uh, listen, Dave was an integral part, uh, along others, uh, who helped get me get my start at Northfield. And I'll tell you what, what an amazing job that they have done putting this race together. Uh, getting some of those regional horses, Mike, uh, actually kind of helps bolster it because then it allows somebody to kind of put their name on the map. Um, there's an Indiana bred, a Delaware bred, uh, there's an Ontario bred. So you know what, if one of these guys can luck up and win who knows uh maybe you'll get the next big horse right out of this race well that's the thing mike i mean these aren't no slouches i mean obviously you know they they did draw bad i mean you know the outside horses starting from six seven and eight obviously i mean the outside horses in terms of of wagering but uh i mean many finney's a horse it's one eighteen of 23 slick tony's a horse that's won 15 yep. out of 19 and always a prince the indiana sire stake star is a horse that's won 11 out of 13 so you know one of those could very easily wake up and who knows maybe they can get up there with lather up jimmy freight and and the dorsadero hanover and some of those horses but mike you are you're getting ready to check out out of here and for very good reason because you've got a fair coming up <laughs> that you're going to be announcing post time is 11 30 for anybody before you with that should go that might be in the area that may want to come say hi to uh one of uh, you know one of the hardest working guys in the industry in the one half of post time with Mike and Mike. Where exactly are you? If they're in the area, where can they go? 
We are in Jefferson, Ohio, or at the Ashtabula County Fair. Um, I will specifically be located in the grandstand. Uh, you'll see the shoot where we'll all be. And, uh, you know, I always welcome visitors. So stop up, say hello, and uh, don't be a stranger. All right, buddy. Well, listen, we, uh, we're we looking forward to that. And once again, anybody in the area there, make sure you come out and visit Mike Carter, throw some tomatoes at him, heckle him a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it makes it makes sure he's got a hard time calling the races here today, make his job difficult. Buddy, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. You'll be en route to Hoosier Park tomorrow in the afternoon. And then we'll talk to you tomorrow night, a live broadcast we can't wait to have. Post time is 8.30. Sounds good, brother. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Mike Carter, co-host, heading out early. He's got some duties he's got to attend to. Once again, the big broadcast coming up tomorrow. It is the Dan Patch from Hoosier Park. And, of course, all eyes are on Lazarus as he is making his North American debut in the Dan Patch. Once again, our start time for the show is 8.30. And don't forget, during the broadcast tomorrow, we will be giving away some foiled-again programs, programs from his 100th win right here at Harris, Philadelphia, signed by Jan Gingra. And all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Post Time with Mike and Mike, or our Twitter page. Both of the posts are pinned at the top. So if you go to... uh, Twitter, make sure you retweet it. That's all you have to do. That'll get you eligible uh, to win one of those programs. And if you go to uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike's Facebook page, make sure you share that, and that'll get you eligible as well. Very, very simple. It's all you have to do is uh, retweet or uh, uh, repost or share, actually. Share is the the, uh, correct word for Facebook, the politically correct term. And all you have to do is do that, and you will be eligible uh, for one of those terrific programs. You have to be listening to our broadcast. We call out the names on Saturday during the Dan Patch broadcast starting at 8.30. More left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We're going to dive into the Dan Patch a little bit more with our good friend from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, Emily Gaskin. That is next, plus Mike Wilder. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot-enriched states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Every dream has a start, and this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. 
Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. Back on both sides with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich uh, flying solo now as Mike Carter had some duties to attend to. Right now, we're joined by Hoosier Park Race Again Casino's very own Emily Gaskin. Emily, welcome to the program. You've got a big Friday night, which is tomorrow night actually uh, coming up. It's uh, certainly going to be exciting as the wonder from down under makes his debut. Hi, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are super excited. Uh, things are really heating up, uh, both. Literally and physically, it's uh, getting warm in Indiana, and we're super excited to uh, host the 25th edition of the Dan Pat Stakes. And we couldn't be more excited to have, uh, like you said, the wonder from down under, Lazarus, uh, making his North American debut. So uh, lots to look forward to tomorrow here at Hoosier Park. Yeah, I have to tell you, it was super cool because I was uh, watching an interview uh, last week or a week and a half ago, whenever uh, Jimmy Tactor made the announcement, and I just happened to turn it on. It was on my iPad, and uh, when Jimmy Tactor said he's thinking about supplementing to the Dan Patch's uh, Lazarus's first move, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is really, really cool. And uh, he does draw post position number nine. I'll tell you what, it's a good field. This is not a pushover field by any stretch of the imagination. You've got a lot of good, hard-knocking horses in that race, including Mick Wicked, who's about to surpass the $3 million mark in career earnings. Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. Combined earnings of over $15 million for this field. Uh, I think three former, breeders, or three former Breeders' Crown champions, two world champions. Uh, just, you know, from, from top to bottom, it's a, it's a very, very deep field and, and a very accomplished field at that. And like you said, it's certainly not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, nothing says welcome to Hoosier Park like post position number nine. So, you know, he's certainly going to be tested. And uh, Jimmy Tactor, Yannick Ingress is, you know, not seeming as concerned with uh, the outside post. And, uh, you know, this horse making his debut off of that qualifier that was just absolutely marvelous. Uh, so we're really looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, actually, we're out at the farms this morning and uh, taking a look at McWicket. And uh, I'll tell you, Mike, I, I haven't seen this horse look any better. He just looks absolutely phenomenal. And the same story for Lazarus. We were out at the farms this morning. The horse is bright. Uh, he was jogging, uh, light on his feet, just everything you want to see from a champion. And, and like I said, these horses are, are at the top of their game right now. 
Yeah, no question about it. It's a jam-packed field from front to back. But, Emily, we'll dive into this field in just a moment, but I do want to talk to you. I mean, Hoosier Park always, you know, rolls out the red carpet. There's a lot of different things uh, for Dan Patch, uh, for the Dan Patch Stinks. I mean, from a customer service point of view, just lots of different things going on. Tell us what uh, the customers can expect as they walk in on the door front and they walk in the door Friday, August 10th. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's our 25th edition, so like you said, in in true Hoosier Park fashion, they really are rolling out the red carpet. Uh, We're going to have a free set of rock glasses, and these are really nice glasses, commemorative glasses, to the first 2,000 guests uh, up at Trackside Club Centaur starting at 2 p.m., so we're getting things started early. Um, We're going to have some signature wagers. We'll have a guaranteed Superfecta on the Dan Patch Race of $20,000. We're going to have a guaranteed Hoosier High Five of $15,000. We'll have a driver autograph session from PM, starting at 6 p.m. near the Winter Circle. Uh, we're also going to have a one-hour live broadcast. And I'm going to give you a little bit of exclusive information, uh, Mike, here. I will say if Lazarus wins, the fans can expect some some serious uh, fun to go along with it. That's a, I've been sworn to secrecy, but I will say there's going to be a lot of fun involved if Lazarus does, in fact, win the Dan Patch this year. So uh, even if he doesn't win, there's going to be a lot going on. But uh, like I said, a little bit of an exclusive information. There'll be uh, a lot of fun if Lazarus does find the winner circle in, in the 25th edition of the Dan Patch. All right. Well, listen, if you're in the area at Hoosier Park, and even if you're not in the area, get your butt over there tomorrow. A big night of racing, not only the Dan Patch, but a great card all the way up and down. Uh, some uh, going to be some great wagering pools tomorrow, some uh, guaranteed wages as well. Emily, let's dive into the race a little bit now. You've got the, obviously, you've got Lazarus. We've talked a lot about Lazarus. Uh, obviously making his uh, North American debut, does draw post position number nine. But uh, listen, you've got McWicked. We've already talked a little bit about McWicked. We've got some others in there as well. Pete Wren gets a drive on Delta winner. Uh, Pete, in my opinion, one of the best drivers in the sport today. It's going to be interesting how he teams up with Delta winner. Of course, you've got Beckham Zetam, home court advantage for him. Split the house, Rocket Ron. Emily, if we're looking for a long shot in this race, maybe to go with Lazarus or even to try to beat Lazarus, somebody that's going to go off and double who do you think we could look to? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think McWicked obviously is probably the horse that has the best chance to beat uh, Lazarus, in my opinion, looking at the program. But I don't think you're going to get much of a, a price on him. Of course you could, you know, if people just go crazy on Lazarus. But, uh, you know, I think you really may take a look at a horse like Bit of, a bit of a Legend. Uh, Jordan Stratton's coming in to drive this horse. And, you know, he is maybe seems like a small track specialist, but I think he's just one of those grinding type of horses that, you know, gives his all every time he goes behind the gate. And I think if he can get things to kind of go his way, uh, you know, I think he could certainly – uh, certainly pay dividends. And the same story for all bets off. This horse is just a heavy hitter. Uh, he finished the second in the damn patch last year to check six, to stablemate check six. He also dead heated uh, in 2015 or 2016, rather, for in the damn patch uh, with Shambhala, the year that Wiggle It Jiggle It won. So this horse, you know, just continues to show up and he races well over the Hoosier Park Oval. Uh, you know, I think he uh, certainly, uh, you know, has some serious. Uh, a little bit of home a home court advantage, if you will. I mean, the horses race over Hoosier Park's uh, track a number of times, and Ron Burke obviously familiar with the with uh, Hoosier Park as well. So this is just one of those horses that I think he probably seriously could go overlooked, um, and, and you may get a price on him. And he's just a good, honest, uh, goes out there and tries hard every week. So you know, between bit of a legend and all bets off, I think you could seriously take a look at at one of those two horses if you were looking for a big price. 
All right, Emily, what's the weather looking like tomorrow night? Well, right now I need everybody to do their rain dance or whatever they have uh, to do. It said 60% chance of rain last time I checked, but it's beautiful right now. It's really warm. Uh, I saw the horses out jogging this morning. A few of them, you know, it was warm for them, uh, you know, uh, but hopefully no rain. Our track crew is ready and prepared for anything that Mother Nature decides to throw at them, but we're hoping for no rain uh, and just some nice, cool conditions uh, and uh, fast tracks. Fantastic. Well, Emily, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. One of the hardest working people in the sport of harness racing, a post time with Mike and Mike award winner, and you certainly deserved it. Emily, go get them. We'll look forward to the big race coming up tomorrow night. All right. And thanks to post time with Mike and Mike for all the great coverage. And we're looking forward to having you guys as part of the broadcast. All right. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. That was Emily Gaskin. And, boy, what a race that is. What a card that is up and down uh, starting uh, tomorrow night at Hoosier Park. We will be on the air at 8.30. That's right, 8.30 tomorrow. We'll also be, for those of you on track, uh, we'll also be presenting our uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike 2017 awards. We'll be uh, making those presentations uh, to the winners, uh, probably the winner's circle. We don't really quite know the details yet. But for those of you on track, make sure you check that out. We don't know if that's going to be on our air, on our broadcast or not. But obviously, you know, got to play with the, the time situation there. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a great race tomorrow. Lazarus makes his 2000, or actually makes his North American debut starting from post nine in the uh, 25th edition of the Dan Pat Stinks at Hoosier Park. It's race 11 on tomorrow's program, a field of nine. And, uh, all bets off is a horse that could certainly surprise. Carter and I have been watching this horse the last couple of starts. Was locked in from the second tier, two starts back in the Houghton. Did a lot of work in that mile at an eighth McKee. Came up a little short. Back to the mile. All bets off could be sitting on a big one. He's made over $3 million. And uh, definitely going to include him. And driver Matt Kikaley's just seeing it right now. He's driving so, so well. He'll be starting from post seven. Once again, we're on the air tomorrow at 8.30. Another reminder that during the broadcast tomorrow, we will be giving away foiled again programs uh, from his 100th win autographed by Yannick Jingra. All you have to do is go to our Facebook page. That post is pinned at the top. And all you have to do is share that or go to our Twitter page. And uh, that's pinned at the top as well. And retweet that. That makes you eligible. We're going to be drawing five lucky names. You have to listen to the Dan Patch broadcast to win. We call your name. You get a hold of us, and boom, we'll get that collector's item right out to you. Still lots to come left on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Had a chance to sit down and talk with Mike Wilder, and uh, Mike is uh, he's actually there already. We had a chance to sit down and talk to him yesterday about driving in Ireland, the uh, Vincent Delaney Memorial, and I'll tell you what, that is certainly picked up a lot of steam and momentum as far as a can't-miss event is concerned in the sport of harness racing. So uh, Mike Wilder will be driving in that event, and we had a chance to sit down yesterday and to talk with him for a few minutes. That interview is coming up, plus Darren Gagne is running Aces segment and so much more. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Attention all breeding funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure has a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed, 
Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the PacingForTheCure.org website. Once again, that's PacingForTheCure.org. Hoosier Park celebrates 25 years of champion racing. Catch the premier racing event, the $300,000 Dan Patch Stakes, on Friday, August 10th, and Cammy's Cause Music Festival, August 11th and 12th. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Hey, post time with Mike and Mike. This is Darren Gagne here at Running Aces Casino and Racetrack. It's time to recap the racing action over the past week up here at the beautiful track in Minnesota. It all started back on Saturday night, August the 4th, when Ideal Jesse set another track record here at Running Aces. He has the track record for three-year-old Colt Trotters from last season. Uh, back in uh, June of last year, trotted the mile on 156-1 and with driver James Yoder in the bike. Well, Ideal Jesse equaled that time this season with his first victory here at Running Aces, 156-1. and Now a new track record for four-year-old trotting stallions. Ideal Jesse picked up a very sharp win in the $4,500 condition trot on August the 4th on Saturday night. From the outside post position 9, James Yoder floated him off the gate into a good position, fourth long pylons, waited there until just before the half mile before launching a first over attack. Well, Ideal Jesse established a lead right around the 5.8 mark of the race and quickly opened up on the field, drawing away with every stride, trotting strong to the wire to arrive home well ahead of the rest of the field. In fact, a 6 and three-quarter length win for Ideal Jesse on Saturday night in that track record shattering time, 156 and 1 fifth. 
The record-setting victory was just the second win in 13 starts this season for the son of Jailhouse Jesse. Now has 11 career victories and 112200 $34 in the bank. Ideal Jesse paid $4.40 to win on Saturday night, and Ideal Jesse is owned by Cheyenne Yoder and trained and driven by husband James Yoder. Two divisions of the winners over pace on the Saturday program, each of them going for $10,000. In the first split, Better's Promise with driver Moody Swenson turning an another ultra-impressive performance in from post position 7, Better's Promise engaged in a torrid early battle for the lead with best in the business with James Yoder in the bike. When the dust cleared, Better's Promise had taken command through a very fast 26-2 early stanza. He held command through the remaining fractions of the race, 55 seconds at the half, 122 and 4 at 3 quarters, before once again facing off and squaring off against best in the business in the stretch. But Better's Promise fought gamely to the wire to keep a neck on top at the line and stop the timer in a fast 151 flat, just one tick off of the overall track record mark here at Running Aces. The impressive victory tonight on Saturday night for Better's Promise, win number 8 in 25 starts this year for the 7-year-old, son of Better's Delight. He's a gelding. He now has $43,622 in the bank this season. For owners Richard Morita and David Yamada of California, Better's Promise paid $8.80 to win on Saturday night. He's trained by Jesse Pacheco. And in the other division, the other split of the winners over on Saturday night, what you stared at, James Yoder driving, turned in a career-best performance on Saturday in 152 flat for his first win of the season in seven races. What you staring at, and driver James Yoder firing quickly off the gate from post five with holding all the cards and Tim Mayer also leaving fast from post seven. After a short tussle, holding all the cards took the early command. What you staring at, picked up the pocket seat. That order remained until they straightened for home. What you staring at exploded from the pocket, edging past, holding all the cards, getting up to win by a half a length in the end. A six-year-old gelding by upfront Brad. 18 career victories now for what you're staring at again. Lifetime best performance on Saturday night in one of the winners over pace splits. Trained by Gene Miller for Wolfswinkle Pacers. What you're staring at. 152 flat on Saturday evening. Then on Sunday night. Driver Jesse Yoder, younger brother of James J.D. Yoder, picked up his very first career paramutual driving win on Sunday evening as he guided Fox Valley Ruby to victory from post position one with a very patient and ground-saving drive, and she lit up the board as a long shot and paid $33.60 to win in just her second win in 28 starts this season. Owned by Lloyd and Judith Schneiderman, and trained by Lloyd Scheiderman, Fox Valley Ruby had post position one in the field. And again, Jesse Yoder got the horse away in good order toward the inside, away in third position and saved ground throughout the mile. Got right up along the inside in the passing lane in the stretch to get a nose up at the wire in 156 flat. Jesse Yoder, only 20 years old, just recently starting his paramutual driving career while well, he had his first win as a driver at the fair in Cannon Falls, Minnesota, just a little over a month ago on the 4th of July. 26 trips to the gate later, his first paramutual driving victory. Again, for the 20-year-old Jesse Yoder, big congratulations on that first paramutual driving win on Sunday night at Running Aces. 
Also on the Sunday program, Place at the Beach. Another sharp win on Sunday evening, her third straight victory and six wins in her last seven races in the Tough Mares Claiming uh, Handicap Divisions. And Place at the Beach has been dominating. She won on Sunday night once again in 154 and one The $9,000 Mares Claiming Handicap Pace with the Bobcat, Dean McGee, driving on Sunday's program. Dean McGee sent her away quickly from post position 6 on Sunday night in the 7-horse field. She easily established control. She posted solid fractions 27-3, and 57-3, and, and 125-3. and three. She saved just enough in the tank to hold off a furious late charge from Sonalta Diamond, who was closing well from the back of the pack with Mooney Swenson in the bike. But place at the beach was game to the wire. She held on to win once again in that winning time Sunday, 154 and one fifth. Place at the Beach is an eight year old Minnesota sired mare by Place to Be. She's owned by Peg Hoffman of Forest Lake, Minnesota, trained by Jerry Longo. Now, 10 wins and 29 starts this season for Place at the Beach, and she's bankrolled $37,792. The Bobcat, Dean McGee, led the Sunday night program with three wins on the card. James Yoder had a driving double on Sunday. Then on Tuesday night here at Running Aces, well, James Yoder back in the spotlight on Tuesday night with Gold Star Misty, the top pacing mare here at Running Aces. Well, she's been beating up and racing against the boys the last uh, four starts, and she raced in the Dan Patch Free-for-All Series and raced against the boys and some of the toughest horses around in that series. She did uh, a nice showing for herself, picking up decent checks in each leg of the series. Last time out, she raced in the winner's over against some boys once again. Well, finally, she gets back to just having to race against the girls on this past Tuesday night. And she was a winner. A very sharp victory for Gold Star Misty on Tuesday night. Of course, the public well in support of her as the 3-5 to five choice on the board. She did not disappoint her backers. James Yoder got Gold Star Misty away quickly from post position 2 off the gate into the pocket position behind fast leaving delightfully wild Mooney Swenson from the outside up to take the early lead, but Gold Star Misty quickly sweeping to the front just past the quarter in 28-2. After establishing the lead, Gold Star Misty and James Yoder looking very comfortable and confident throughout the rest of the mile, 56-2 half. And then uh, kicked home strong, 27-4 and four in the last uh, quarter to keep the rest of the field well behind and hold on for a three-quarter of a length victory. Kiss on the lips with the Bobcat, Dean McGee, closing well for second. Delightfully Wild held a game third. Time for the mile, 152-3. and three. Gold Star Misty gets it done in the big feature on Tuesday night. She paid $3.20 to win. Gold Star Misty is a five-year-old uh, pacing mare by Mysticism out of Pacific Fella Mare, Just Wait Fellas. She's owned by the Gold Star Farm, trained by Margaret Audley. Now has 15 career victories and $109,216 on her card. Also on Tuesday night, we had the two-year-old open pace event for $9,000. That went to Mystical View. Uh, James Yoder, the winning driver. This is a half-sister to Gold Star Misty. Uh, this two-year-old pacing filly undefeated in two career starts. Impressive win on Tuesday night for the Gold Star Farms, 158 and one-fifth. 
Maggie Oddly also the winning trainer. Mystical View paid $4.60 to win. $14,000 Minnesota Sire two-year-old pacing event on Tuesday night went to Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go for her second straight victory, third win in four lifetime starts. The impressive filly by Wind Me Up turned in a gate-to-wire victory on Tuesday night over Burning Blaze, another impressive two-year-old. That one a gelding by Wind Me Up. Well, it was Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go with Dean McGee getting the job done over Burning Blaze with Rick McGee second, stopping the timer at 156-1 and one on Tuesday off of some soft early fractions. Well, Wind Me Up and Watch Me Go paced home strong in the final quarter, 27-1, and one, to stay ahead of Burning Blaze at the wire. $14,000 Minnesota Sire two-year-old Trot went to MD Magic for his second straight win, lowering his lifetime arc to 202. Dean McGee, the winning driver for Set the Pace Racing LLC, and trainer Nick Rowland, MD Magic paid 540, posting a dominating effort to win by three and a half lengths over Dewey's Machine with Steve Wiseman. MD Magic, impressive son of Braggart, now has three wins in four lifetime starts. Dean McGee and James Yoder both have a Big night here this past a Tuesday night with a Grand Slam each on the program. Four wins this Tuesday night for both Dean McGee and James Yoder. Live racing coming up this weekend. First race post time at 6 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday night. And, of course, we have live racing every Tuesday night as well at 7 p.m. Sure and check out all the upcoming events here at Running Aces by visiting our website, runaces.com where you can find a free program download for every live racing night. Again, runaces.com. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western in-hand showmanship, driving, roadster, and gated divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, dressage, English equitation, jumping, hunters fresh off the track, war horse, and the pacing for the cure to gated pleasure class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! Dan Patch Diggs, 
Hoosier Park celebrates 25 years of champion racing. Catch the premier racing event, the $300,000 Dan Patch Stakes, on Friday, August 10th, and Kemi's Cause Music Festival, August 11th and 12th. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by driver Mike Wilder. Mike, we appreciate you joining us, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, listen, you've got a uh, – well, we're recording this on Wednesday, a day before the actual show, of course, which airs on Thursday. And you're getting ready to catch a flight going all the way to Ireland. Now, the first thing I have to ask you before we get into this is – I'm not very good on flights. I mean, if i got to go on an hour-and-a-half flight, I'm going stir-crazy. How long is this flight? Um, actually, we fly from Pittsburgh to Boston, and then once we get to Boston, we fly from there to Dublin, Ireland. It's a six-hour flight. Okay, well, that's not terrible. That's not too bad. I thought it was a little bit longer. But, of course, you're driving or you're uh, flying uh, into Ireland, into Dublin, Ireland, to drive in the Vincent Delaney Memorial, uh, which is uh, coming up over the weekend. And I'll tell you what, this has to be certainly a, a big thrill, a big pleasure for you. You have to be looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm thrilled. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be very exciting. And uh, I'm very appreciative of the Delaney's for having me over. And uh, I'm looking uh I'm looking very forward to it. Now, overseas racing. I, I don't. Have you had a chance a lot to drive overseas? I have not. This will be my first time. Um, you know, I watched the uh, tapes from recent years of, of the where I'm going to be racing, and uh, you know, it's a half mile track, so they're just action packed. So uh, that's kind of where I got started when I got started racing so i'm looking forward to it yeah it's certainly uh, an interesting thing i mean we've talked to dave miller a lot of the drivers that drive overseas and and uh or ha- have driven overseas and i'll tell you what it's certainly a, a different thing i mean as far as different distances uh, just different styles of racing in general but uh mike let's let's get away from this a little bit this is your post time with mike and mike debut surprisingly uh tell us a little bit about your career in general how did you get started in the sport of harness racing I actually got started in the sport of harness racing through my stepfather, um, Dave Ritter, um, at a very young age, obviously. And, um, you know, I started jogging when I was eight and drove my first race when I was 14. So, I mean, the first time I ever seen a horse, I fell in love with him. And, and uh, you know, here I am. I'm doing what I love and couldn't be at a better place. Now, you drive predominantly uh, at the Meadows, of course, and, uh, you know, the big elephant in the room at the Meadows for a long, long time has been driver Dave Pallone. I think he's got, like, 80 million wins. How, how is it driving against the likes of Dave Pallone and some of them guys out there? Uh, you know, it's, it's um, you know, you go to work here every day. we got a very, very good racing colony um, stacked up of drivers here. And uh, as far as going to, to race against David Pallone every day, it's uh, – you know, he's a very fierce competitor. He wants to win every race, and, uh, you know, you have him to beat. But, uh, hey, it's a, it's a sport, so it's a challenge every day. Tell us a little bit. Now, now you've dabbled in training a little bit, right? You're primarily a catch driver, but you've dabbled in training a little bit, right? Yes. Tell us about some of the horses that you've had throughout your career that you've, that you've maybe owned and trained. Well, I mean, there's been several horses, and uh, as far as owning, my wife's down as owner, so, you know, 
she she's in charge. But uh, you know, my wife's always down as an owner. We we own them together. Right. Um, as far as uh, horses uh, over the past, there's been you know a couple that stick in our mind, like going up Bark and Hanover and Barham and Hanover, a couple of real nice trotting fillies that uh, we did well with, and we were very proud of. And uh, as far as horses I've trained, um, you know, me and my father-in-law Dan Altmeyer, we kind of do it together. We're a team. Even though he goes to Florida in the winter, he leaves me some here in in the, in the winter. And uh, we kind of, even though we're a thousand miles away, we work as a team. So it's, um, it's. I get the best of both worlds there. I got a, I got a, a guy like Dan Altmeyer that, if I have any questions, who's better to ask than him? And then I have his products here, or even if I have some of my own, if I have questions, I, I got somebody to go to. So it's a very good deal. Let's get back to the uh, 2018 Vincent Delaney Memorial uh, at uh, Port Marnock Raceway in Dublin, Ireland. This is, of course, where you're getting ready to fly to in a few short hours. What would it mean to you, Mike, to win uh, to win that particular race? Oh, it'd be it would probably it it would be very it'd be up in the top five for sure, probably top three of my wins if I if I'd won the if I'd won the Vincent Delaney. That'd be. Uh, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be quite a thrill. You know, just being there alone, I'm sure it's it's going to be very fascinating. I can't wait, and just being a part of the whole experience in the event. So, uh, but to win that, you know, it'd probably be the icing on the cake for sure. Now, I know uh, that your wife Heather and you uh, you guys do a lot of work for pacing for the cure with uh, Jeff and Janine Gessick. Talk a little bit about them and uh, you know what they've brought to the table as far as harness racing. Certainly a very good cause. Uh, yeah, Jeff and Janine Gessick, I mean, what else can you say about them? They're just, they're unbelievable people. My wife um, and I both have a really good, um, uh, very good relationship with them. Um, my wife, she helps them out with events and things, and they've they've come to us with, uh, you know, several opportunities, and you, they're just great people, have, uh, you know, have a deal uh, that they've got going for a great cause, and always always just glad to be a part of of anything they have to do with the sport and and in their uh, in their cause. All right, well, Mike, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you come the weekend. Certainly have safe travels. You'll be out there with the voice of Harness Racing, Roger Houston. That'll have to be a thrill as well. You drive into the race and you hear Roger calling the race. That's got to be something, huh? Well, yeah, you know, Roger, he's he's great too. Uh, I mean, um, to hear his voice, it's like we're we're at the jug here every day. And, uh, you know, he's very enthusiastic and is just very professional. And me and my wife, uh, we're actually traveling on the same flight over and back with him. So uh, we're pretty close with Roger, class act, and, and looking forward to that as well. All right, fantastic. Well, Mike, safe travels. Best of luck to you in the Delaney. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. 
an unbelievable weekend coming up of harness racing, uh, coming up in the sport of harness racing at the tracks all over the place. Friday night, of course, will be live at the Dan Pat starting at 8.30. What a great, great race that is going to be headlined by the wonder from down under Lazarus making his North American Artist Racing debut. Again, we will be on the air at 8.30 to cover all the action from Hoosier Park. Mike Carter, Jessica Otten, and Taylor Johnson will be live on site. Then, coming up on Saturday, it's the Carl Milstein Memorial featuring a great three-year-old lather up. Who put on a show in his uh, in Ohio at his first race in a month since uh, his break in the Hempt? So he will be headlining that particular race. Jimmy Freight will be there as well. Dorsa de Rohan over the Adio sweater. Springsteen, the winner of the Max Hempt. Think big, dream big, and so much more. That's coming up on Saturday night, race number 11 on the Northfield program. And then on Sunday, the first ever meeting between. Uh, the 2017 Horse of the Year, Hannelor Hanover, and the 2017 sophomore Philly title holder, Ariana G. What a great race that's going to be at Tioga Downs uh, in a great, great card there. Hannelor Hanover draws the rail by Ariana G. We'll start from post position number four, plus some other great uh, Tronic mares in that field as well. Plus the Crawford Farms Open Trot featuring Marion Marauda, the 2016 Hamiltonian winner, trotting Triple Crown winner, as well as uh, the eliminations for the Empire Breeders Classic. And they include Meadowlands Pace winner, Courtly Choice, American History, You Are My Candy Girl, uh, and the list goes on and on. Post time is 1 p.m. Don't forget to join our good friends at Tioga Downs on Sunday and what is just going to be an off-the-hook weekend in the sport of harness racing. Well, we're out of here. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us. Don't forget, we are on the air tomorrow night, 8.30. Catch all the action from Hoosier Park as Lazarus makes his North American debut. Don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and hey, don't forget to share those two posts I told you about. Either share it on Facebook, it's posted on the top of our Facebook page, retweet it on Twitter, it's uh, posted on the top of our Twitter page. You can win a 100, a program, the 100th win, foiled again, uh, autographed by Yannick Shingros. So make sure you check it out. On behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, we'll see you tomorrow night at Hoosier Park. First post of 830 Eastern. Good night, everybody. No!